May only truth be offered here this day, and may only truth be received in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Previously, in a sermon once preached here, uh, one of the things that I, I've been doing the last couple of weeks is for the first time in my uh, vocation as priest, I'm, I'm doing a series of, uh, of sermons, which I've called The Astonishing Sermons. Um, so I'm going to get you just caught up briefly. Two weeks ago, we heard about Jesus talk about uh, how the dead need to bury their own dead. And I liken that to how we need to let go of our past. Let it be our fertilizer and grow up out of it to become something beautiful. Last week, the astonishing part that we heard was that this work is not actually all that hard. All we really need to do is stay in the house, eat the food, tell the stories, care for the people. It's really not all that hard. We can do it. It's astonishing. This week... This week, we have a different sermon, and so it's going to require a different kind of take, a different kind of approach that I'm going to do. As you can see, I'm working without a net, with no notes, so good luck. <laughs> and I will apologize to you right now, because this will take longer than my usual eight-minute sermon. Uh, but I hope that I will keep you engaged, and I hope that we will see this reading in a new way. What we have today is that very familiar story of the Good Samaritan. And we all know about Good Samaritans, right? We've all heard about Good Samaritans. I ran out of gas one day on the highway, and some Good Samaritan stopped and picked me up and drove me, and I got gas, and now I was okay. Or I lost my wallet one day, and a Good Samaritan found it and gave it back to me. Or I, I was blind, and I needed help to get across the street, and a good Samaritan came along and helped me across the street. Now, I would argue that none of those people are good Samaritans. They're nice people. They're nice. <laughs> That's all they're being is nice. Because what we're going to find out in a few minutes is that being a good Samaritan means a whole lot more than just being nice. Okay? So let's get into it. Just then, a lawyer stood up to test Jesus. Now, I have to be careful because there's no fewer than two lawyers in this, in this room right now. Okay, I have to be careful. But lawyers in Jesus' day were keepers of the law. They knew the letter of the law to, to, the, uh, to the smallest bit. And their job was to find the limit of their obligation according to the law. That was their job. And they did it really, really well. And so this lawyer wanted to know where his limit of his obligation was to those around him. And so he says to, his, to Jesus, teacher. Now he softens him up a little bit. Teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus says to him, so you're a lawyer. What's written in the law? Tell me what is written in the law. You tell me. You're the lawyer. He said, I'm not a lawyer. You're a lawyer. You know these things. Tell me. And so the man says words that we know inside and out as Anglicans, because for most of our history, we have heard, love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and all your strength. And your neighbor is yourself. We, just, we were just letting them a few minutes ago. Okay? And Jesus says, bang on, buddy. Go do that. 
That, you do that, you've got nothing to worry about. That's what he says. And the lawyer is like, wait a minute. But that doesn't tell me where it ends. It doesn't tell me where the limit of my obligation is. That's not good enough. It's not, I, I, don't, I can't quite draw the line on that. And so he wants to justify his question. And he says, and who is my neighbor? And Jesus replies with this story. A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. And what we have forgotten and what we don't know about that particular line and what they knew in the first century was the road from Jerusalem to Jericho was the worst road in the world. It was full of bandits and robbers and people who wanted to do you harm. And if you went down that road alone, you were an idiot because you would get what you deserved. And so this foolish man, this idiot, walks down that road all by himself, and guess what? Robbers beat him, strip him, rob, take his property, and they leave him in the dirt, half dead. He got what he deserved. Now Remember that phrase, he got what he deserved. Okay? Now, as soon as he started this, 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 uh, this, this story, everybody gathered around would have thought, okay, he's, Jesus is going to tell us a joke, kind of like a man's walking into a bar joke, right? So this guy, this idiot, walking down this road, oh, this is going to be funny. This is going to be good. Let's see what the punchline will be. They weren't quite ready for what was coming. Because he keeps on going. He says, then the priest comes. And they immediately go, you know those priests. What do they care? They don't care. Their only, their only care is about the temple and about their work in the temple and about their offering of the sacrifice. They don't care about people lying in the dirt because their obligation is to keep themselves ritually clean. They touch human blood, they're not ritually clean. They can't go to the temple. They can't offer the sacrifice. And importantly, if they don't offer the sacrifice, they don't get paid. This man was a loss of money. And so, he says, not my problem. And he walks by on the other side. Same thing with the Levite. The Levite comes by. He's got the exact same obligations. He needs to keep himself ritually clean so he can go to the temple and do his work. Not my problem. You're an idiot. You got what you deserved. He's gone. And everybody's having a great time. They're laughing. They think this is a wonderful joke. Can't wait for the punchline. And then everything changes with three words. But a Samaritan. And as soon as the word Samaritan comes out of Jesus' mouth, everything stops. The laughter stops. The grins stop. Everything comes to a screeching halt. And they go, what? A Samaritan? Now, Samaritans were hated by the Hebrew people. They were so despised that they wanted to see Samaritans wiped off the face of the planet. And they were hated because, well, because of the same kind of thing. They married outside of the Jewish faith. They, they were Jews, but they married outside of the Jewish faith. And so they were seen as to be anathema. You don't marry non-Jews, that's wrong. You don't do that. It's just plain old wrong. And so the dirty word that would be used is they would see them as half-breeds. Right? So they would see them as that. 
nothing more than a half-breed. But this Samaritan stops, sees this man in the dirt, and has pity. Gets off his own animal, puts himself at risk, binds, binds, binds up his wounds, puts him on his own animal, and walks and, draw, and takes him away. Puts himself at risk of being robbed by helping this person. Goes to an inn. Gets to the inn, takes care of this man. The next morning he gets up and he hands him two denarii. Now I've talked about denarii before. Denarii are the usual daily wage. So it's a full day's wages. You can live on it. It's a living wage. You won't thrive on it, but you will live on it. Okay? It's, it's the usual daily wage. It takes out enough. Like it is enough to live on. He takes out more than enough. He takes out double enough. And he hands it to the innkeeper and he says, Use this to take care of this man until I get back. He's coming back. He hasn't wiped his hands of this man. He hasn't said, they're there, done and dusted, he's cared for. He's coming back to make sure it's okay. Okay? That's important too. This man who got what he deserved is getting something more. And then Jesus asks the lawyer, so which one of these three was a neighbor. And he says, the man who showed him mercy. Now, mercy is when you get what you don't deserve. Okay? But he got what he deserved. He deserved to get beat up. But what he didn't deserve was this man's pity, this man's care, this man's compassion. He was an idiot, but he got it anyway. So he, just, he got mercy. And then Jesus says, go and do likewise. I want to try and make this a little more real for us. I want to bring it ahead 2,000 years and retell this story in a way that maybe you'll see it a whole bit differently. Okay? I'm going to tell it this way. A white supremacist skinhead in jack boots, black clothes, carrying a swastika banner. That made y'all go, which I'm really glad to see is walking through the roughest part of Harlem in New York City. Guess what happens to him? <laughs> Some pipe-wheeling brothers come out and they beat him. They beat him and they leave him in, and they, he's all bloody and beaten up. He's bleeding into the gutter. They throw his swastika on top of him and they say, there, you got what you deserved because you're an idiot. White supremacist walking through Harlem. A senator from the area happens to be there. We're in the United States, so we'll talk United States language. I've got an American in the house, so I might as well talk that way. But <laughs> senator comes by, sees this man, and he says, that's not my problem, I'm going to hear you dummy. And he leaves. Congressman comes along sees the same thing, and he says, my name is Paul, and that's between you all. I'm out of here. Bye-bye. But then, then, a gay, Asian, transsexual, uh, drag queen. Let's, let's make it big. Gay, Asian, transsexual drag queen in full gear on his way to a party, on her way to a party. Full gear, comes around the corner, looks at this man in the, 
lying there bleeding with his swastika on him. And she says, what happened to you? Oh my God, honey, you need some help. I gotta help you. And she picks him up and she takes him home to her home. Takes him home. Puts him in her bed. Calls a doctor. We're in the United States. We're in Canada, remember. We're in the United States. Calls a doctor. Come to my home, honey. I got somebody you got help. Please come. Bring a nurse with you. I don't care what it costs. Come. So the doctor comes. The nurse comes. They start to care for this person who is very badly beaten. And she says, I got to go party. I'll be back. Just take care of me. The level of our obligation is so far beyond being nice that it is astonishing. It is so far beyond being nice that it is more than we can do. But with the help of God and with God's presence in all that we do, we can be more than we think we can be. We can do more than we think we can do. We can love more than we think we can love. Now go and do likewise. Amen. Amen. Amen.